Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Rapper's delight. The story goes that Big Bank Hank, Wonder Mike, and the one they call a Master G met Sylvia Robinson on a Friday, and they recorded the song Rapper's Delight on a Monday. I believe it. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. How are you, dear? I am Tammy Burns. That you are. Now, we're sitting here in my studio, and I know you have watched me or become quite tired of me recording music in here because you can hear me on about my 19th take. Come on, man! (laughs) What? Come on, man! Screaming like that? Yeah. I ran into a thread while I was researching shows because sometimes I'll just go out onto the interweb and try to find blogs and posts and what have you and maybe I'll hit something. And I ran into this while I was looking around. The idea of songs or parts of songs that were done in one take. What do you mean? Well, I can tell you, let's say I want to do a solo to a song. Yeah. Now I've laid down the guitar, the bass, the drums and all that kind of stuff. And every so often, by a miracle of God and his perfect cherubim and cerebum, I will get that solo in one take, and it will be so good that you won't even question yourself. You'll just go, I got it. The the yin and the yang, the zing and the zang all come together in one shot. But you're saying the entire song? Not Well, I have some that are the entire song. But I also have just parts or just a guitar solo or what have you that was recorded in one take. The one take wonder. The one take wonder. And you think to yourself, well, so what? Doesn't that happen all the time? No. By no stretch of the imagination doesn't happen all the time. Usually songs are picked apart. A single vocal line will be 19 different takes, but they'll just pluck a little bit out of here. Right. A solo will be nine tries, and they'll take this one and then this one and this one. It is seldom in today's, and I know what people are going to say, hey, Joe, that's the way they used to do it. When they were recording previous into acetate discs, you didn't have you know, tracks, you had to do it. You're completely right, which is why I'm not going back to the 1930s, 40s, what have you. But in today's world, where there is overdubbing, where there Mm -hmm. is multiple tracks and all that, to get something, either an entire song or a solo or a vocal line in one shot, one take, it becomes folklore, yeah. In the world of music. Well, you guys just just did, what, an, an album in, uh, uh, what, a month ago? Right, we were at JT Studios. I did my solo about six times. 
There was no one take wonder. No, we did not get one one take wonder. Rusty, who sings for us, he's like, well, I'm going to be the same way every yeah, time. right, huh? No, you weren't. No, you had to do it a few times. And when you get one of these, they become mystic wonderfulness. So I have for you a few of those. Let's start with this one. Do you know the song Betty Davis Eyes? Yeah. Betty Davis Eyes, the vocal Kim Carnes on Betty Davis Eyes is one take. Now the music No it is not. Right, the music was laid down for her, the bass, the guitar, the piano, the what have you. She wandered into the studio, did not want to do the song, was handed a lyric sheet, she looked it over, one take. What what's her name? Is it Kim Carnes? Kim Carnes. Once you hear that song, Betty Davis Eyes, yeah. listen to it. I'm gonna play it. Listen to it. One take. They rolled tape. At the end of three minutes and 58 seconds, the song was complete. Well, she had to be perfection then, right? Seems that way. Next to nobody can do it. It's Kim Carnes here on Rock School. Her hair is hollow gold. Her lips are sweet surprise. Her hands are never cold. She got Betty Davis eyes. She'll turn her music on you. You won't have to think twice She's pure as New York snow She got Betty Davis eyes And she'll tease you She'll unease you All the better just to please you She's precocious And she knows just what it takes to make it Just to please you, she's got Betty Davis eyes. She'll expose you when she snows you. Cause she knows you. She's Talking about songs that were done in one take in this world of multi-tracking and change this and fix that and all of that. Who can do that? There's this thing called a punch in. It isn't done so much in digital anymore, yeah. but when it was tape, what they would do is they'd play like half the song uh-huh. or half the solo or half the vocal and the engineer in the studio would have his fingers on the play and the record button. Right. So as it is going along, you'd be sort of anticipating and then you'd Bang, hit it and get the tape rolling. Yeah. If you listen to the solo in Jump by Van Halen, there's a punch in. Really? As a matter of fact, listen, I'm going to play just a little bit of the solo in Jump. Okay. And you'll hear that the guitar slightly overlaps itself. Okay. So you have what's known as a punch in. Listen closely. Hear how somebody hit record and play? Yeah, rip. So the first half of the solo was played, then the second half of the solo was played? Yep. Yeah. Yep. There are songs by the Beatles that one half of the song was played at one day, one half of the song was played on another day, and they were really? pushed together. Right. So this idea, after about 1968 or so, going ahead and getting it all in one take 
was next to impossible. Goodness. Okay? Uh -huh. So let's talk about a few more one takes here. The Velvet Underground, there's a song called Sister Ray, and everybody who is a fan of the Velvet Underground would know Sister Ray. It is 17 minutes long, and it was recorded in one fell swoop. And the thought was, that's what we're going to do. Whatever comes out is what comes out. And usually Sister Ray, when the Velvet Underground was playing, was their final tune. Yeah. And in concert, it would go anywhere from 17 <laughs> to 35 minutes. Wait. Yeah. 35 minutes? Agreed. Oh yeah. my God, I'd get up and leave. No, you wouldn't. You've seen the Gap Band yeah, at least twice. I think the Gap Band played for you for 45 minutes. They played four songs. Yeah, she dropped a bomb on me. 45 minutes. For 45 minutes. I know, right? A lot this of bombing. Is, this is the one that's probably the most famous one-take wonder. The Kingsman, Louie Louie. And the reason I say that is because it was such a hit and it's so endearing and all of that. But in 1963... At Northwestern Incorporated Motion Pictures and Recording, they didn't have a whole lot of money. So they set up a little system, and somebody went, one, two, three, go, fellas. No, one, that sounds yeah. like Elvis, right? One, yeah. two, three, go. The vast majority of Elvis's early, early songs were recorded in one take. Now, yeah. someone's going to say, no, Joe, they recorded the song 15 times and took the best take. Yes, but the fact still remains from one, two, three, go. Right. Until it was done, boom. And when we get to the first break, I'm going to tell you about Sun Studios because there's a chance for other people to do it. Listen to Louie Louie. One take. One take. And I don't mean 15 takes. They took the best one. It's perfect. One take here on Rock School. Kingsman, Louie Louie, uh, here on Rock School. Now, what a great song. I think what a lot of people are going to say, okay, now listen, Joe, I get it. These were taken in one take. These were, you know, put together in one take. Now, I talked about the Velvet Underground, but they were kind of a Andy Warhol, whatever happened to come out was fine because <laughs> right. it was organic and it was wonderful and all it's that. It's kind of stupid. But most of these songs, Joe, are a little tiny, so it's easy to get to the end of one minute and 40-some seconds. Right. I'm going to play a song for you here in a little bit that's much, much longer. You know the song Papa's Got a Brand New Bag by James Brown? Yeah. One shot. When you listen really? to it, when you listen to it, the band was playing the riff. Now, you don't hear this on the single, but according to the people who were there when it was recorded, the band was playing the riff, and he, James Brown, right, he, James Brown, yelled out, it's a hit. <gasps> and from that point on, what you hear, that four-minute Papa's Got a Brand New Bag, bang, one take. Get out. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. 
Do you know the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow by Israel? Unpronounceable last name guy from Hawaii. I know it, yes. The story goes that he called up a friend somewhere around two, three o'clock in the morning. Right. And says, Open the studio, I've got to do something. No, he did not. He came over, sat down, and recorded that song. Oh, you know that's magic, huh? One shot. Right. <gasps> magic in the air. Wow. Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, the song Crimson and Clover. Yeah. And I know it's a it's a remake of the Shondells. Yeah. But apparently Joan Jett hit the lyrics in one take i'll give you two more one takes that'll make you go you gotta be kidding me crazy by patsy klein one take vocals that doesn't seem impossible to me because well because it's patsy klein no 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 because people back then used to that was her singing that's the way she did it that was the way she did it it was perfect Yeah, yeah and you you say to yourself could she have done it better probably not could she have done it differently yes maybe but better Probably not. Wow, crazy. That's right. You know the song, The Show Must Go On by Queen? Yeah. One take vocal. Really? One take vocal. Wow. Now, I told you I was going to play you a longer one. Mm -hmm. There's a song by Bonnie Raitt. Those people who are not fans of Bonnie Raitt during Uh her earlier blues days and such, they know her from her hit songs. She has an earlier tune called I Can't Make You Love Me. Make you love me. You got that. Now look, the instruments were were down, drums were down, bass was down, keyboard was down. Bonnie Raitt walked in, laid down the vocal in one shot. No, she did not. And the story goes that when she was asked to do it again, she said, I can't. I've left everything I have out there on that microphone. Oh my God. So when you listen to Bonnie Raitt's I Can't Make You Love Me, one take. You gonna play it? They started at zero, and at four minutes and some change, the song was over. Period. Yep. Good. Play it. Bonnie Raitt here on Rock School. At the beginning of the show, as we come into the first break, I made a statement that, look, this is the way it used to be done. Right. You would record to an acetate disc. When we talked about the recordings down here in New Orleans at Cosimo Matassa's studio, there was an acetate disc 
Cutter. When you talk about Hellhound on My Trail by Robert Johnson, uh-huh. there was an acetate disc cutter. You get one chance, brother. You got it. And you have three minutes because that's all the disc will hold. One, two, three, go, fellas. And it costs money. Exactly. Don't screw it up. Yeah. Because we don't want to, you know, mess up this disc. I remember, I say I remember, but every year that I teach film history, mm-hmm. I show a little video about black exploitation films. Right. And the, the movie Shaft has that song, you know, I'm just talking about Shaft. That's a one Shut take. Your mouth. Right, that's a one take. Get out. And what's funny is if you watch the documentary, uh-huh. you have the director talking to the musicians, I want this, I want this, and they're all nodding and smiling. And one, two, three, and they go. And you watch it. The guitarist is doing that bad disco waka chicka waka chicka waka chicka waka chicka. And the piano over top of it, and the girl, you know, the backup girls are yeah. you know, shut your mouth. That's one <gasps> shot. Get out. Don't get me wrong. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't record it four or five different times. But what they did was take number four. Yeah. So it was one. We're done. We're done. Yeah, that's it. We got X amount of money. You're done. Now, I told you I wanted to talk in the first break about my buddy and I. You talked about us just going into the studio. My buddy, Rusty. Mm-hmm. Rusty has it in his head that we should go, and we're probably going to do it, we're going to go to Sun Studios, uh-huh. where Elvis Presley recorded. Right. And we're going to have probably 10 songs ready to go. Right. And the concept is, you can pay, it's about 1000 to $1,200 for five hours in Sun Studio. Nice. And you record on the exact same machinery oh, that yeah. Elvis Presley recorded on. Cool. Now, here's our fight. What's the fight? I'm of the opinion that we learn, say, 10 songs. Okay. And we do each song three times. What do you mean three times? And we pick the best. Yeah. So we got five hours, 10 songs. Okay. If we do three songs an hour, Uh huh. we easily can finish the song. So that's nine songs Wait a in an hour. Didn't Elvis go in and record one time? Well, he may have recorded it like four times, but they chose number two. You sure? I, I'm not sure. I know that Twist and Shout by the Beatles was that way. They recorded 11 songs in one shot, waited to the end, and they did Twist and Shout a few times, and John Lennon's voice was just shot. And he's screaming during Twist and Shout. It's oh, the one where gosh. he's screaming at the top of his lungs uh-huh. that everyone took, that everyone thought, well, that's great. Isn't that amazing? Now, what we're going to do is go to Sun Studios, mm-hmm. going to pay the money, yep. and perform. Now, our argument back and forth, I don't want to do any overdubs. I'm of the opinion we go up there with four guys, so there's five in the band. Right. One, two, three, go. Yep. We do each song twice or three times, and we choose the best. Amen, if there's mistakes, brother. you go. That's, that's the, right. That's, that's a, the concept. That is Sun Studio. That's what you do. But right. he's like, well, we should do an overdub here. No. 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 Beat him down. <laughs> we do three or four takes, three mostly, of each song, and you pick the winner. Amen, bro. I think that's the way it goes. So we're talking about, you know, one takes this time around. Who's listening to us on the Rock School well, Show? Well, it's... Who is? It's KXTR and KTRL, Tarlington University, Tarlington, Texas. AMFM. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
Out of the break, there's a band called Slater Kinney, and they have a song called Let's Call It Love. Yeah. And not just a part of it, but the entire song was done in one take. How? The idea was the band was in the recording studio, and Mm -hmm. somebody said, okay, we're going to record this song. Let's practice it once. So they rolled tape on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it was done, they went and listened to it and went, you know, that's pretty good. Done. Done. Done, done, done. Severed fingers, severed crossed fingers by St. Vincent was done on purpose, set up the band and went. If there was something bad or something poor to the song, she wanted that. Yeah. She wanted the emotion in it. Absolutely. So when you listen to Severed Crossed Fingers by St. Vincent, just know that it was one, two, three, go. Mm. And at the end of it, it was done. Not just her vocals, the song. Wow. Frank Sinatra was known as One Take Charlie. Yes, indeed. The the gentleman who did a tremendous amount of production on Sinatra albums was Quincy Jones, the uh-huh. guy who worked with you know Michael Jackson, oh, yeah. wrote the theme song to two or three really popular television shows, yeah. like Sanford and Son. Also the theme song to come up with it, uh, Austin Powers. That's Quincy Jones. Yes, indeed. He said that Frank Sinatra would come in and would only sing certain songs, or Mm -hmm. all of his songs, I guess, one take. He knew the songs. He knew the lyrics. He was prepared. The band was ready to go. There was two hours of rehearsal. He had the keys and the routines on 10 songs. According to Quincy Jones, Frank would come in at 7. He would leave at (laughs) 8.20. None of that three-month stuff. No way. He would record four or five songs in an hour and 20 minutes. And he's like, I'm out of here. I will see you tomorrow for the remainder of the album. That was Frank Sinatra. Wow. So the stuff that you hear... It's real. In one shot. Good God. Fly me to the moon's Frank on Rock School. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. In other words, Coming out of one take, Charlie, that's Frank Sinatra. Nice. How how does he have 47 albums? We finished them in two days. I know, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I guarantee there was an inordinate amount of practice. Don't apologize for Frank Sinatra. That's what you're doing. Learning the lyrics, all that. Now, don't get me wrong. The recording, I don't doubt was one take. There's that famous supposed thing that happened where the band wasn't getting it and Frank said, I'm going out to have a cigarette. You have the horn part ready when I get back. Hell yeah. And they came back in, you know, five minutes after pounding down a cigarette Uh and they recorded it. Is that true? I don't know, but it makes a good story. Rapper's Delight. The story goes that Big Bank, Hank, Wonder Mike, and the one they call a Master G met Sylvia Robinson on a Friday, and they recorded the song Rapper's Delight 
on a Monday. I believe it. Don't get me wrong. I don't doubt there were 48 hours of writing and practicing I and believe that. that one totally. But when they rolled tape, done. Yep. Hail Mary by Tupac. He said it took him 15 minutes to write the song. That, that's, a, that's a lot of lyrics in uh-huh. 15 minutes. But when they recorded it, once they rolled tape, ta-da-dun-da-dun-da. All right, bottom of the hour. I'm Joe Burns. You I are? I Tammy Burns. Let's do seven days in 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates. July 22nd through July 28th. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. July 22nd, 2011, Amy Winehouse joins the 27 Club thanks to alcohol, blood poisoning. July 23rd, 1978, the film Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band hits theaters. July 24th, 1980, ACDC's Back in Black is released. It will go on to be one of the top 10 selling albums worldwide. July 25, 1968, Jackson 5 signs for five years with Motown Records. July 26, two. A federal judge, a federal what? Judge orders Napster to shut down for 48 hours to check records. July 27, 1974, Leonard Skinner releases "Sweet Home Alabama." Don't sing it. July 28, 1939, Judy Garland records "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." This is one that I have heard numerous times. Oh, Tell it was me. one take. I'd like to believe that, and maybe it was, but it sounds like Bob Dylan folklore (laughs) because it sounds like everybody in the studio is completely baked. (gasps) So it would make sense that they rolled tape. There's, I've even heard it expanded out that, oh, they were making up lyrics as it happened and all that. right. I don't know. The name of the song is Rainy Day Women 12 and 35. It was recorded in Columbia Nashville Studios, March 10th, 1966. And it's got, you're kidding me, a guitar, a tuba, a trombone, a piano, a bass, drum, and multiple secondary voices. Uh Is it in one take? According to the theory, according to the story, Uh everybody had been consuming ganja for (gasps) hours. They rolled tape and pounded out this song. Oh my gosh. If you believe that, good for you. I'm having a hard time swallowing it. Me too. But Bob Dylan here on Rock School. Coming into the second break, you know the song by Marty Robbins, Down in the West Texas Town of El Paso? I sure do. One take. 
And I believe that. It says here that there are multiple versions of it, and all they did was sort of cut out this verse and move this verse, but the original piece of tape that was used to move things around, Marty Robbins, one time. He was a performer. Not only him, but all the instruments. Yeah. One time. He, the, you know, people that went and they were they were performing all the time. You would think they'd have it that hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Just record it. We, we recorded it. You said we went into the studio a little while ago, and I don't know why we haven't done anything with the songs, but we will. Um, we went into the studio, and we had practiced them <clears throat> 150 times. Mm-hmm. We still tracked and tracked and tracked. Yeah, um, but that also has to do with the person who's recording you. I guess so. The decision of how to record. Do you know the song, If You Like Pina Coladas? Absolutely. Getting caught in the rains. That's Rupert Holmes. Yeah. The original lyrics were, If You Like Humphrey Bogart. No, it wasn't. Getting lost in the rain. What you hear as the single mm-hmm. is what they call a dummy track. He was recording what was known as a scratch vocal. Gotcha. So when he's performing, the, the whole concept is so when the band is listening, mm-hmm. the artist, the singer, is creating a vocal track just to keep them in, in, in place. And when we're recording, every so often, Rusty will record a track just to keep us in place. And he'll be singing and he'll stop and he'll go, verse is coming up. Right. Here comes the chorus. Right. Okay. Into the bridge, slow section. And you'll hear that. If you listen to his scratch vocal, then he'll go back and hit the other one. The scratch vocal mm-hmm. was so good, they took that as the single. Get out. Do you know the song by Gnarls Barkley? Is that make me crazy? I have no yes. falsetto. Crazy. It says here it wasn't even practiced. <gasps> CeeLo Green laid down the vocal oh. to this song in one take. Even better, there are pictures of him in the recording studio holding a piece of paper with the handwritten words. And what you hear was his first time ever attempting the song back in 19, you know or 2006. I believe that totally. Oh, you think so? Yes, indeed. Do you really? Yeah, he's awesome. Give you one more. Roberta yeah. Flack. Uh-huh. Oh, the of course. The first time ever I saw yeah. your face. Yep. Vocal. Now, don't get me wrong. Vocals were one take. Uh-huh. The music was laid down, all of that. Yeah. I don't doubt she practiced one shot. I believe it. Who's listening to us on Rock School? Oh, God. I have no idea. K-W-I-T and K-O-G-I in Sioux City, Iowa. Sioux City, Iowa. What I other Sioux City? Falls, what Sioux City do you I know? I started to leave a falls behind. You're going to put a falls in there? In Iowa. Sioux City Falls? Back in a minute here on Rock School.
Coming out of the break, I wanted to tell you this going in, but somehow got lost in your eyes. There's this guy named Ross Snyder that worked at Ampex Recording, and in 1955, he was the guy that created the Cell Sync machine, which was an eight-track system worked on one-inch tape. This is the same recorder that was sold to Les Paul that became known as Octopus, and really, once Les Paul got a hold of it, that's when the idea of multi-tracking really took off. Okay. Now, now don't get me wrong, previous to this, there was probably some bouncing. The idea of like, you've got two tracks here, once those two tracks are recorded, you bounce them over to bounce a single them track. Bounce over to the single track. Right, fill out the other track, bounce them back. So every time it bounces, n number one, you lose quality. Yeah. But the fact still remains. And and by the way, with two four-track machines, that's pretty much the way Sergeant Pepper really was done, bouncing all over the place. But this idea really didn't hit. This multi-tracking idea uh -huh. really didn't hit until the mid or late. 60s and if you're going 70 and beyond then it's odd that something's done in one take really? previous to 1955 it was it was all one take whereas if you get later on in the 70s it's odd i just wanted to point that out quiet riot mm -hmm. come on feel the noise yes indeed the very first heavy metal song to go to number one right so says the critic so says this and that the song is a, a remake. It was originally done by Slade. Slade hated it. Slade didn't want it recorded. The idea of Quiet Riot being another one of these 11,000 hair metal bands <laughs> from Los Angeles, uh -huh. there just wasn't a whole lot of money thrown at them. Right. So, you know, Carlos Cavezos and the remainder of them went into the studio. Here you go. Come on, feel the noise was one take oh i believe it and it went to number one yes indeed it's the quiet riot here on rock school Okay, last break. Man, did this show go quickly? I mean, I just started, I and know, here right? I'm, I'm out of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that supposedly is one take that's live. However, when you get people listening to it, like Kiss Alive, it probably is, I don't know, 25% live. The rest of it was simply put in on the tracks and made better and sweetened and such. There's a Van Halen live album when they were with Sammy, and... 
A lot of it was redone. Apparently all the drums were re-recorded inside of a racquetball court. So when you talk about a live album, it's entirely possible that no, it's not live. It's a section of the live cut, but then the rest of it is sort of hanged on top of it. Right. Johnny Cash, a boy named Sue. However, <laughs> when you hear the inmates laughing and such, that's yes. Johnny Take, and it is a one take boy named Sue. It is. It is exactly what you hear. It's Johnny awesome. Johnny was not going to allow those things to happen, but one shot. Radiohead, they have a, uh, a song called Body Snatchers back in 2008, and according to them, it was one shot. The OK Computer Recording Sessions took place at St. Catherine's Court Mansion in Bath, Somerset. And when they came in to do it, bing, 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 it was done. Here's one that's a little sneaky also. The, uh, the song Elvis Presley and America, which was off of uh, YouTube's The Unforgettable Fire, in the same way as Slater Kenny, it was a, a, a practice take, a test take. And they did it, and Bono said, well, we'll come back and we'll sweeten it, make it beautiful. When they came back, they said, that's it. We got it. We will take it. We have nice. it. Nice. Uh, the Decemberists Mariner Revenge song. Oh, pardon me. The Mariners. Mariners. Yeah, the, what's that? <laughs> the Mariners Revenge song was recorded not only in one take, but only around one microphone. Ooh. So when you listen to the song, <laughs> yeah, people are leaning forward and pulling oh, back and nice. such. Nice. I like yeah. it. Yep. What else do I have here? Uh, I think I got one more for you, and that's going to wrap it up. Give it to me. The Animals, House of the Rising Sun. Oh, you know that's true. Yeah, it was recorded in London, May of 1964, still considered one of the greatest rock songs of all time, and it was a one-off. Oh. That's the one we'll finish with. And by the way, Wait. that was the number one song the day I was born. Really? Which makes it better. Aw. That'll do it. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. That's all. Class is dismissed. Cool.